Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Wow. Wow, Jess. I, I just feel like today you're just being really persnickety to me. And I just don't like that energy. <laughs> Sounds like it every day. I thought you were going to go in the direction of like, did you dye your hair brown? <laughs> I don't okay honestly I will will get I I can't I literally cannot Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to even think about this whole thing I know actually now that we're here actually (laughs) I was so upset that Andy dyed her hair brown that I checked the first like few seconds of the next episode just to see (laughs) if her hair was still brown Oh spoiler, spoiler alert. It is. And yeah, I'm it's still pig. Like it's legit brown. I thought that like maybe like they would dye it back. No. And it looks bad. Here's the I thing. I hate it. I hate it so much. Because we I have to know. address this out the gate. Like this is, of okay. course, like this is what we're focusing on in this episode. Annie's hair looks like trash. And not only that, Sarah, but like, okay, Andy has always had bangs, which I feel like have been fine with the blonde hair. Like it never really bothered me. It looked okay. It looked cute. But the minute that she got brown hair, I feel like her bangs look awful. They're very like, um, like piecey. Is that yeah. what it is? Like piecemeal? Yeah. How do you like, wispy. you know what I mean? They're wispy. Not even wispy because wispy would look good. But it's like chunky. Like chunky. in a bad way. Yeah. Sweaty like Jen's bangs. It, yes. It looks like if you like went and ran a mile. Yeah. And you didn't put your hair up or pin your bangs back. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks like. Wind it's blown. like the sweat has gotten like chunky pieces of the bangs the together. Tears. I, I just... I, I understand why we had to do it for the storyline, but it's very disturbing to me. And I don't know if it's because like I was introduced 
uh, to Andy as a blonde or it's because um, I am a blonde. And whenever I see somebody go to the dark side, literally, <laughs> I get like really like bothered by it. Like I've been a blonde for like most of my life. I've only tried brown hair once or twice and my hair literally rejected it. Like, you know, so like, yeah, no, like so much so that so um, it really within a few washes even though it was permanent hair dye it went away and back to blonde yeah my hair was like fuck no you're blonde blonde. it's not happening um and so i i just i was very surprised and extremely disturbed and um i just i can't (laughs) really get over it maybe this is one of the many reasons why i have disdained for this episode of uh dawson's creek Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I think that, like, I think the thing with Andy is, like you said, we were introduced to her as a blonde. And not only that, like, I feel like dyeing your hair or, like, changing your hair drastically, like, in this situation, usually is tied to, like, a big life event, right? Mm -hmm. Like, good or bad. And I think for Andy, it's, like, literally she's going to the dark side. Like, I feel like the blonde gave her life and, like, a little bit more of, like, an Mm -hmm. airiness. Life And and light. Yeah, and, like, the brown hair, like, drags her down. And it does – and I think it's also because it's associated with this particular episode and, like, what's happening to Andy, what she's going through. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, like, a bad look all around. Um, But we'll – It was just so upsetting. It was. talk about it some more, I'm sure. But, yeah, as of of next episode, it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. No, it's around. Um, And I I had forgotten that, like, I I knew – I knew Andy did change her hair and I had kind of forgotten it was coming up. And so when we started this episode and she had brown hair, I was like, oh, no, it's here. Because I knew it was tied to like her having even worse this, mental health this struggles. This next step of yes. whatever we're going to go through, we're going right. to probably this is going to be a thing. So this is this right. is the beginning. It's a big episode Shh, for her. I hate it. I, I know. Hate this. I hate it. OK, we'll get there. So we'll we get start, there. We start off in Dawson's room. As well, it's, we OK. Season two, episode 20. Reunited. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Reunited, which the title makes sense uh, for many now reasons. It does. Yeah. Um. So season two, episode 20. Reunited. We start off in Dawson's room. It doesn't feel do. good. No, it does not feel good. Reunited and it feels like shit. <laughs> Um, oh, and this episode, uh, this um, this episode, yes, but this scene, I hate too. I hate it all. It was so strange. So it's 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 all it's all the creek creeps back together again. Um, and they're basically like joking about how oh it's so strange we're like all here together. Um, Who would have thought? Yeah, in the and, beginning of the school year we hated each other, but now we're here and we're like BFFs. We're like nine oh two. Why now? Um, peace we're like them a d- click. <laughs> yeah, dare we say we're a click? It's like well you've always been the click. You yeah, a click. You've been the creep. Just no click that anybody wants to hang creeps. out with. Basically, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, like Jen's like oh. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that we're best friends. I say that we tolerate each other. And apparently they've been hanging out a lot. And and also Jen lives there now. So yeah, I, we skipped. Like, yeah. it's so weird that we skipped the whole process of that. happening. Yeah. Like, I know I didn't get so- to see Gail like inviting her to live with them. And it's also yeah. strange that like 
Gail offers this up when it's potential that she's moving to Pennsylvania soon. Like, oh, here, Mitch, not only mm. do you have to be a single father, but you also have to take care of this, you know, next door girl that is now living with us. And she's so close to Graham's that it's has to be incredibly awkward. Like, she just steps outside to go to school and then Graham's is like puttering around in yeah. the garden. Hey, neighbor. Yeah, or Grams is like stole the binoculars and is spying on oh my Jen. Gosh. Yes, it's just so awkward. Um, it is. But I, it feels like it's been like what, like three or four weeks, maybe, maybe. Yeah, less. it seems like she's been living there for a little while. It seems like it's been a few weeks since her and Grams have spoken. So that I would, mm-hmm. I would assume it's been a few creek weeks. Yeah. Um, and we have like so apparently this all started with like Dawson wanted to ha- have Pacey over for a movie night. Pacey invites Andy, which is pretty fucking rude. If you're supposed to be just hanging out with your friend And he's like I'm gonna invite my girlfriend I mean we need to keep tabs on her Yeah and then Andy invites Andy invites Jack Joey must have just shown up Because she says I don't need a fucking invite bitch I'm your girlfriend yeah. And then so Jen she's lives there. there now Yeah and Jen's living there Now okay I thought this was going to be a dream sequence. I did the too. The moment they had a pillow fight, literally yeah. out of a movie where feathers, I've literally never had a pillow fight where feathers come out of the pillows. Who it doesn't cleans happen. this up? Who? You Poor think Gail. Dawson? You think Dawson's going to clean it up? No. No. It's going to be their housekeeper. I feel so bad. This is a mess. It's and I, didn't, I don't feel like Dawson would want all these feathers to like intervene with all of his collectibles either. This was bizarre. It was a really bizarre dream. Se- like, it wasn't a dream sequence. But yeah, I did it thought. It felt like it I, should it, be. I thought it was going to be. If It was a very weird scene. Like, it yeah. felt very, like, um, It didn't out feel of like body. Dustin's Creek. Like, no. it felt like a different show. Because everyone's, like, getting along. Everyone's too happy, you know? Yeah, it um, was a weird one. It's, like, suddenly, it's so weird that, like, when you look at season two and how much has happened in this season, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Dawson and Joey were together. Dawson and Joey break up. Dawson and Jen have a weird thing. Um, then nothing happens with it. Then Dawson and Joey are back together again. It's like, and yet they're all cool hanging out. Like how many yeah. people in this group have dated or and yeah. or kissed and they're all mm-hmm. cool hanging out together? Dare I say that maybe too much happened in season two? I think I don't disagree with you. I feel like we could have done without the like Dawson Jen thing because it really didn't go anywhere. And it just mm-hmm. felt like a weird pit stop on his way back to Joey. Um, but it's it's very strange. It feels weird. It feels surreal that they're all cool. Just hanging, chilling out. I'm wondering if like Abby dying brought Jen kind of like back into the creek creeps in a way because she like needed a group to lean on. Yeah. And they kind of were like forget the past bring her back in and make her feel better make her feel welcome mm-hmm. you know what i yeah. mean i think so i think that sometimes tragedy does that naturally so fine fine if they're getting along that's better this is ex- it's like we're we're like nitpicking it but last week we literally said that we wish that there's more scenes with them together and we got that and now we're like <laughs> it's stupid that they're all but hanging this out isn't what we wanted though we didn't want a pillow fight if it hadn't had okay. the pillow oh, fight okay. i think the i would have been okay fight. that so the pillow is fight was the, the edge okay yeah, yeah 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 if they were just hanging out that would be fine exactly. we can always go without these meta conversations of like isn't it crazy that you and i are doing this like yes i completely agree i feel like that was unnecessary and the pillow fight was unnecessary 
Right. Like maybe if they were watching St. Elmo's Fire and they were saying, oh, this would be really unrealistic. And it's like, right. you know, oh, Joey, like you're always such a pessimist with love. And Andy's like, oh, I think it was really sweet. And like Jen's like, no, like I think Joey's right. Like it is unrealistic. Like maybe if we had like a dialogue about that, but like yeah. the pillow fight, the fact that we always have to go meta in these conversations. And this is this is like the fifth time that Dawson has been like, isn't it crazy that like. Like, we're here together. Dawson always is the one with the meta stuff. Yeah. It's, um, he's it like, was too much. It I was don't know. the scene was. So this set me up for what I should uh, expect. I was like, oh, I don't like this. And then I didn't like anything else, including Andy coming around and saying hi to Pacey with this brown hair. And here's the thing. For those who didn't rewatch the episode, it's also just not a very full brown if this makes sense to me it's very like monochromatic like it is all one color there's no like highlights lowlights ma'am like- so you're upset that she didn't get highlights <laughs> no, she did it herself that. it's a box dye i know but that's the thing i'm saying i didn't like the brown hair on her to begin with right like that's already a base starter if mm-hmm. it had like something else, maybe I would have liked it a little bit more. But as it is, it's a very like and I have brown hair myself. Like I understand the struggle of like having all one color hair and it's kind of boring. And I like think that's what she has in this situation. It's a box is it dye. A, is it a wig in real no. life? No, this. Ha- oh, look at her think- hair. It looks legit. You think so? Yeah, because it so, looks exactly like her hair was. So they gave her her sh- I'm gonna look, shitty hair. I'm going to look this up. You keep talking about this. Um, All right. So Pacey is obviously shocked because he wasn't anticipating this. Yesterday, he had a blonde girlfriend. And it's not like he doesn't like Andy as brunette. He just like she didn't say like, you know, sometimes when I'm with Drew, I'm always like, I feel like I want to dye my hair blank. Like, you know, you have these conversations and like you kind of talk yourself into them. And then Pacey is like, but they didn't have this conversation. They didn't have this conversation. So Pacey's obviously shocked. Andy is in a bitch ass mood this morning. Like she's, she's in no mood. Yeah, she is pissed like she's pissed that he doesn't love it automatically she's pissed that they're like trying to suck up to her and like backtrack she's like in such a funk PC asks if she wants to go on this like nice date later on and she's being sassy about that she's like I have to study and I have to take care of mom and she's just like in an all-around bad mood and Pacey's like did I do anything to deserve this to Jack and Jack is uh I don't know Jack's also you know afraid of Andy this morning yeah it's interesting because it seems like um he's trying to like excuse it almost like he's trying to be like oh don't worry about her you know she's in a funk she dyed her hair she doesn't like it it was a box tie like don't worry about it and she all she she's so obsessed about studying for finals and she brought the wrong book for pre-cal she's freaking out about everything also Worth noting, this is around finals week. Um, so we're, it puts us in a place in time um, in terms of the show, which I summer. Well, but yes, because we started in season one with like the first year or, the, you know, their sophomore year going into school. Right. And then season two, we were still in the same school year like they right. hadn't yet gotten to summer yet. So to me, this is OK. We're approaching the summer now. It okay. seems that's um, nice. 
nice to have a place in time but yeah it's like uh it's just like you know poor andy it's it's very clear from the beginning of this episode that she is she's going through it yeah i mean poor pacey he has no freaking clue what's happening and he's trying his hardest to you know say anything that won't blow up in his face and she's just not having it today um and then she's at her locker and she's freaking out about her chemistry book. And then she sees this dude watching her. And um, she's like smiling and he's smiling at her. And then I guess like she goes to talk to him. And I guess we're left wondering like who is this dude? What does he want? Yes. Who did you think he was? Oh, I thought it was Tim right away. Okay. I thought you might. I feel like they, they try to um, they try to make you think it's like a previous boyfriend or like or somebody that she's interested in just because I feel like the way I think they do a good job with it because it's like she has this like flirty smile almost but you can also Mm -hmm. kind of see like the tears in her eyes Mm -hmm. so it's not to me it's not super clear if you haven't seen the show who it is um but yeah she like smiles at him she walks towards him and that's that's it also I cannot find online whether or not Meredith who plays um Andy dyed her hair to me it looks very real though I assumed that she did do you see a recent photo of Meredith popping around um, I just want to know if she's naturally a blonde she's naturally a blonde yes okay so like right now she probably has blonde hair yes I had watched not long ago I decided I just found it on YouTube and I was like interested I found like a little miniature like Dawson's Creek reunion thing she was a part of she had blonde hair there as well she's beautiful first of all beautiful really woman. beautiful woman really? she has gorgeous blonde hair she looks the same first of all she was like 29 when she was playing Andy like she's a lot older but she plays she looks so young even now um love that for her kids she didn't I mean I don't know she didn't say she didn't talk about her personal life in the Dawson's Creek reunion sorry it was just they were just talking about Dawson's Creek um I know I'm very interested in her and I really want to google her yeah but I can't so but I have I just I really, really, really want to know about her. I like I her I didn't even know her name is Meredith. Yeah. Um her name is Meredith Monroe. Um oh, that's a great name. Yeah, she's okay, yep. So she's fifty one. She's she does have a spouse, Steven. Um, and they have two children together. Oh. Yep. I don't Meredith. know any of their names or anything, but that was what I found. All right. But she's gorgeous. She's wonderful. She seems like a really nice person, at least based on the reunion. I could be completely wrong. Is this she is- out of Hollywood? Um, you know, I don't know. I think I'd seen some other stuff that she was in, but let me go. I'm going to Sorry do like that quick- we're stopping down and talking I about mean, this, but why this not? is stuff oh I've been wondering. Do you know what she was in? That was actually What's like that? a huge thing recently. What? She was in 13 Reasons Why. Really? Mm-hmm. She played Carolyn Standall. I don't know who that is. I've not seen the show. I've only seen the first season of that. Yeah. So show. she was in that. Um, she was in Criminal Minds, which I feel like people know because she was Hotch's wife in that show. Um, yes, yeah, she's still working. She's still working. I mean, as recently as Thirteen Reasons Why, which is twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. So alrighty, yeah, good All for right. her. A lot of TV shows for her. Yeah, um, I really, I really want to. Google her. No, but. I'll send you a picture of her in 13 Reasons Why if you want, just so that you yeah, can see, I want to see what, what she, she looks, looks like. Now. like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we already know from the beginning of this episode, Andy's in a funk. It's not going to go well. 
Um, we are now to Joey and Dawson. Um, Joey kisses Dawson. She asks, like, what their plan is for the weekend. She talks about dinner and a movie. But Joey's, like, sick and tired of dinner and a movie. It's all they do. Um, and, uh, you know, Joey says, oh, our chemistry doesn't produce spontaneity. We've known each other too long. We find out it's their one month anniversary. So we know, actually, this puts us in a place in time that has to be like four weeks from the last episode because Joey and Dawson like weren't official yet. So it's been a month since, um, Abby passed. Right. Right. Which I think makes sense because I feel like you know Jen would be in a different place emotionally if it was if it was like sooner after you yeah. know what I mean yeah I mean Jen seems like she's okay she yeah, she's seems doing as okay. though she's one crack away from a breakdown but exactly. she seems like she can survive from day to day right I also like Dawson saying that his name is Captain Humdrum I feel like that is very fitting Yes. Yeah. This he, at least he knows his brand, right? Like, <laughs> his brand. Yeah. Uh, so this conversation is like, you know, Joey is sick and tired that they've only been dating for four weeks and that um, the last every week it's the same thing. You know, yeah. they watch a movie together, but that's how it was before, like their first round. They were going out. That's how it was when they were just friends. I don't know why she thinks anything would be different. Right. But she wants more spontaneity out of their relationship um and so she kind of like you know dawson's like you know we're boring people we like to plan and then he like spills that he actually had restaurant reservations for like right. the last few weeks at like the top restaurant in the area and she ruined the surprise so i love that he's so confident it's like okay one week into us dating i'm going to make a reservation for our one month anniversary like it gets booked up that's yeah. like the people that her are not engaged yet but they still book their wedding venue <laughs> because they're like if i don't do it now then it's yeah. gonna get all booked up so you yeah. know you gotta put like a little faith in the process also I think and, a one month anniversary is really dumb unless you're a teenage person like unless you're teenage they're teenage yeah, yeah 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 I celebrated my one month anniversary but I was 18 so exactly back then it's like a huge deal now it's like all right that's silly I don't um, know I think that if I were redating I would probably be like it's our one month anniversary I don't remember if I did or not I have to ask Will if we did Will we probably have. did and you probably forgot about it Probably accurate. This is the persnickety conversation. Yes. Persnickety. Are you you persnickety? Um, I would say, I yeah, I have a persnickety side. Persnickety. It's a great word. It is. It's a SAT word for sure, right? Placing too much emphasis on trivial or minor details. Fussy. She's very persnickety Mm. about her food is an example. Am Um, I fussy? I think, wait, now I think that we know the proper definition. I think that... I'm persnickety and you're not. I think you, you're definitely more I'm, persnickety than I yeah, am. I think I'm, I'm persnickety about fussy. certain things, right? Like yeah. organization, I'm persnickety. Yeah. Food, no. But. I'm, yeah. Um, we need to put out a poll now. Who's I'm more fu- persnickety? No, no. no, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm fussy, <laughs> difficult to please, difficult, finicky. Yeah. This is accurate. Over particular. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm persnickety. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Who knew? Who knew? Um, um, so, yeah. So we this is when Dawson, Dawson calls Joey persnickety. Um, we're at the Leary residence um, and we see Gail talking to Jen outside the house saying, you know, you could call Grams. But Jen says she has nothing to say to Grams. Uh, I don't think it would lead anywhere. I think we'd, we'd argue. We'd have an ideology clash again. Like, here's the thing. 
I think Jen is right to a certain extent. Like, while I think it's, I think some time apart would do them good. A month seems like a lot, especially if you're not even reaching out at all. I feel like someone needs to start the conversation, right? And realistic, I mean, Graham's is the adult. It probably should be her. But I think that Graham should have reached out by now, to be yeah. honest with you. It's been she a whole month. is the adult. Um, I think that anybody would have, would kind of get over this by now. I don't know. There's plenty of people that holds grudges, but when it's your own granddaughter and she's so close, she's I'm surprised that, yeah. I'm surprised that Grams has not reached out. And I do mm-hmm. think that Grams should be the bigger person and take that step. I don't think it should be on Jennifer, who's 16 years old and no. has already been rejected by her, both of her parents. Right. She's um, going through a tough time. Like, Grams, yeah. be the bigger person. Get over it. And, reach out to her. And not to mention, like, Grams, you know, follows Jesus's teachings. And I believe Jesus is about forgiving. And I think that right. it's Christ-like to go Acceptance, to... forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm very surprised that Grams has not reached out yet. Yeah, it is strange. I wonder if it has anything to do with... Because we talked about earlier this season, like, Grams was absent largely from the beginning of season two. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of made a pit stop for a few episodes, and now she's gone again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. was this something to do with, like, their contract with her? Like, mm-hmm. she's not a full-time... Maybe. You know, um, what is it? She doesn't have the full-time role. She's, like, a guest star or something. I don't know. Yeah. That could That is a very logical explanation. But yeah, um, but storyline wise, of yeah, course. maybe she, maybe Grams went on another retreat. So <laughs> she's like, oh, when I get back from my retreat, there's no cell phones. Of course, she can't course. just like she can't use like you know it costs a lot to make international calls, right? From like I don't know Ecuador or wherever she's at. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's what the issue is. But you know, um. I really like the scene with Gail and Jen because I find it very nice that Gail is treating Jen like a daughter. She's being comforting. Um, I like that she says that she can relate to what she's going through because um, she also has somebody in her life that like is not fully there, even though she, yeah. she loves she loves Mitch, but, you know, you can't force somebody to love you is what Gail's trying to say. And she thinks she offers to have like a fun night where you're, they don't have to think about their problems, like have some dinner, have some fun, listen to music and just like have a nice night. And Jen really appreciates this offer. I love this. I think that it makes a lot of sense to have Gail and Jen connecting in this way. I think mm-hmm. it's very smart of the writers to pair them up together because you know, Dawson is busy, um, you know, with a new relationship with Joey. They're trying a second time, you know, to have a relationship. So he's off doing that. And she needs somebody to confide in. Um, and I like that it's Jen. I think Jen is one of the more, we talked about this before, like she's one of the more emotionally mature ones, at least sometimes. Um, and so I, I like them together as a pair. And I, I just, this is the most I've liked Gail. Like season one, I really didn't care for her. And I really love her in this season. I think it's cause, mm-hmm. partially because she's the underdog. You're like rooting oh, for her. Yeah, they're tricking you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, yes, exactly. And she's the one season one. She was the, the cheater, the one. Yeah. Putting Dawson in a bad situation by keeping a secret or right. Joey even more so. Um, so I think and I think that she's been motherly this season. Yeah. So uh, to Jen, to Joey, even even, of course, to Dawson as well. Like she's been. 
like a a good TV mom. Yeah. And I appreciate that she she's still working on her career as well. Like I think that's important for a, a female character to to not just be the mom, but like yeah. It's tough choice between, okay, do I choose my career or do I choose staying here with my son because he's not done with school yet? Like, I like that they're giving her this option. Right. Um, We're out on the town with Mitch and Miss Kennedy. They're out going out again. Um, And she kisses him. You know, he says, oh, I'm out of practice. Um, And, you know, they kiss again, whatever, whatever. They're going to this fancy restaurant. I mean, you have to know the moment we see the two of them and then we (laughs) see Joey and Dawson, they're going to end up at the same restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's the same place. Uh, um, This is the place that Dawson booked weeks ago. Um, Joey thinks it's too expensive. Like, it's a really nice restaurant. And where did Dawson say he got this money from? We don't even know. He quit the the video store. So I could have swore he said it was leftover from, like, the movie budget or something like that. That is not right. I know. He used the whole money towards the... That's what I thought, too. But, like, that's kind of what I got from it. Okay. Um, They're like, oh, this is a producer dinner to discuss the movie. Some bullshit. The expenses would not, the accountant would be, you know, waving their finger Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this when the audit comes around. Yes. Tax deductible. It's Um, not tax deductible, this dinner. (laughs) So, yeah. So this was kind of crazy. He goes in, talks to the maitre d', and they lost the reservation. And the dude is like, yeah, I didn't realize that there's two Leary parties because I guess when Mitch called to make the reservation, they just dropped the other reservation. They must have assumed it was the same Leary because it's the same time. So, yeah. So they double booked, you know, the the Leary's and it's going to be awkward. Um, Yeah. Nice. We get another session with Andy's therapist. Um, Mm. and Andy's therapist says she's experiencing symptoms of complicated grief. Um, she thinks, and we talked about this last episode, like in the podcast, not knowing this would come up the next um episode, that um Abby's death triggered unresolved issues with her brother's passing. Um, and we know Andy, based on the conversation, we know Andy has told her therapist that she did see Abby in her room. Um, and she says just the one time she's, you know, she's maybe I didn't see her at all. You know, I don't know. The therapist is obviously concerned about Abby because she like gives her her home phone number. Um, she says, call me if you think your anxiety is getting worse. And she wants to talk about medication. Now, we were under the impression I got very annoyed when a few episodes ago it was like, oh, Andy's therapist was like not going to give her medication. It was very much like. Let's hope this therapy works. And I was annoyed about it because we talked about like you can't you have to wean people off medication. You can't just stop taking it on and on. But from this conversation, it seems like Andy is the one who's like very against the medication. Like she thinks she can go by without it. Right. That's kind of how I felt about it. I felt that maybe it wasn't necessarily what the therapist suggested that she should do. But I thought that she took herself off of it and she probably told the therapist, like, I'm not going to take it anymore. And then she spun it that, like, my therapist said that I didn't have to take it anymore. So this is not really surprising to me. Um, You know, I felt as though Andy was the one that took herself off of it and she doesn't want to get back on it. Um, But, you know, it's this is this is really getting to the point where it's not a you know, it's a necessity for her and it's okay to take the help and use the help it's nothing to be ashamed of yeah um so we see andy walking to her car and she gets into the car and there's 
the dude there again, the guy. Mm-hmm. And she calls him Brown, which is like, um, you know, because we know, obviously we know who Tim, what Tim's name is. So mm-hmm. Can't once call again, we're, yeah. we're trying to divert the fact that like, you know, to, I don't, I maybe some people back in the day would have thought this was not Tim. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, easily. No, I we, think the show, the show mm-hmm. wants you to think it's not Tim because, mm-hmm. you know, again, I think it's, it rides the line of like flirtiness because he compliments her hair. Did you yeah. tell me about, did you tell her about me? I couldn't. What we have is a secret. It's, right. it feels very much like an affair. Mm. Yeah. Um, I totally see that. Do we remember what college Tim went to? It was a. It wasn't Brown University. Okay, because at first I was like, "Oh, she's calling him Brown because maybe he went to Brown University." No, he did go to a, a good university, but it wasn't Brown. I, yeah, and I then feel like it was like, like Ivy League or something. But. Yeah, and then she refers to his. Okay, we'll get we'll get into it. Yeah, but the reason why she calls him Brown, I think, is it's stupid. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I have it in my notes too. <laughs> um, um. So yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't tell them my therapist about you. Um, and then she she's like, you can't leave me. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, you know, nobody listens to me like you do. I'm scared. And then yeah. she like gets into this little fit and she starts crying and like banging the um, steering wheel. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, like, why? What's going yeah. on? It's, and, yeah. And it's I think this is another way in which they may have subverted people's expectations because I feel like the physical affection is also uh, strange. I don't know. Mm. I'm also not a touchy feely person. So this is coming from someone whose family is also not very touchy feely. But Mm -hmm. I feel like him like touching her hair, like pulling her into his chest reads to me more like romance than it does um, sibling, you know, a relationship. I do. I agree that that's what they were trying to trick the audience of but um i don't know i still felt like it was tim the entire time and i didn't get with that understanding and perspective watching the episode for the first time i didn't get creepy vibes like you know (laughs) i don't know what is the stark family what's the the game of the thrones oh no you're talking about um lanchester uh yes lannister Sure. Cersei and Jamie Lannister. I yeah. didn't get those vibes. No, not to that level, but I feel like it's obvious they were trying to ride that line yes. to trick the audience. I, I totally do agree. I totally yeah. do agree. Um, So we get Jen asking Gail if she holds any hope that if she and Mr. Leary are going to get back together. And then Gail's like, yeah, well, you know, I think about it every day, but it's pointless. Oh, this is when she's like, you can't force somebody to love you. Right. Um... Love has to find its way to you. And she asks about the job offer, if she's going to go to Philadelphia, and Gail's waiting for a sign. Yeah, and this is when Jen smells smoke and they've burnt the pot roast. Mm. Um, So, of course, they have no choice but to go to the simply the only restaurant in Cape Side, apparently. The fanciest the fan- restaurant. To go the to a fancy, fancy one. You can't just go anywhere else. Can't go to the Crab Shack. Nope. No. Um... So uh, we're at the restaurant and it's a super awkward double date um, because the yeah. Learys have to sit together. And they're um, squished. They're squished on a two top. It's too much. And it's also yeah. awkward because like Dawson and Miss Kennedy don't get along. So it's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and Mitch says, you know, they were discussing Dawson's summer plans. Nicole offers to set him up with an internship. Um, but like Dawson 
I mean, rightfully so, <laughs> is taken aback because he's like, isn't that the town you said would eat me for breakfast? Like, why is it that you want me to go work there? It's very obvious that, like, she's only saying this because Mitch is there. Right. And not only that, but, like, she straight up insults him by being like, oh, I, you know, uh, not everybody has to be a writer. There are other jobs, too. It's like... That's not what Dawson wants, dude. He doesn't want to be mm-hmm. like a PA. He wants to be a fucking screenwriter. Right, exactly. So it's getting it's it's getting like uncomfortable because she's like flexing. She's like, "Oh, I have contacts." And he she's clearly just doing this to make Daw- like to imp- like make Mitch feel like she's like a good gal. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And it's just like, it's so annoying. I, I don't know. Miss mm-hmm. Kennedy really pisses me off this episode. Yeah. They're bickering and it's it's becoming uncomfortable so much so that Joey pulls Dawson away mm-hmm. and help, basically says, like, you have to cut it out and bigger, be a bigger person. Like, you letting Miss Kennedy get the best of you um, is putting this, like, little petty battle of yours in front of us and in front of our special night. And he promises her to, like, try to rise above it. But then Kale and Jen come in and it's the same restaurant. And it's like I thought we needed fucking reservations here. Any old. Well, okay, but no, not for Gail because Gail is. She's a star, bitch. She's famous in Cape Side. She can get a table anywhere, but the poor Learys have to sit together because the restaurant fucked up. Yeah. So then it's like the third Leary reservation. It's ridiculous. It is. It truly is ridiculous. Um, And Joey and Dawson are like, oh, great. Here we go. Yeah. So we're at the McPhee residence. Um, Andy and and Pacey are like watching a movie. So Andy goes downstairs to go get a drink. And she's, of course, sees Tim again. We don't know it's Tim yet, but um, she says, you're late. Uh, and he says he cares about Andy. He hates seeing her like this. And Andy says it's too tough having you around when Pacey is around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Pacey looking through Andy's scrapbook that was out. So he goes downstairs to talk to her and he hears her talking to someone. Um, and uh, Andy's like, well, you know, I don't want to tell Pacey. Why would I tell him? You wouldn't. No one would understand this. There's nothing I can do. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she's, she's like, you know, I won't choose. And she calls him Brown again. Um, Pacey like storms in because he thinks she's on the phone with somebody and she's just standing there alone. So I feel like if you didn't already know by, if you didn't already know before this, that who she's talking to was not real. Like this is a huge, you know, signal of like, this person is not there. Right, 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 right. It's interesting to me that in the car scene, when you pulled back, you didn't see Andy alone. Like, I thought that was an interesting choice made by the director because Mm -hmm. that would have made it very obvious then. But I guess they still wanted to toe the line that somebody would actually be there. Um, Yeah. But I thought that would have been, like, interesting, like, especially if you made it maybe, like, a touch darker. But if you paid close attention you can see Andy by herself, crying by herself. But if you, when you pulled away and you looked through the front window, the dashboard, you still saw Tim with Andy there. I feel like if it was my, right. if I was the Dawson and I was the director, I think that I probably would have made the choice to make it like a little harder to see, but that Andy was alone in that moment. Yeah. Because then, because it's like you're in the car with them, you're watching the perspective Like, you're Mm -hmm. in that situation. But if you take yourself out of the situation, you can see the reality of it. Yeah. I kind of like the way they do it just because I do. If if the reason they're doing it this way is to, like, trick the audience and then have the big reveal at the end of the episode, 
I guess I think it, you know, it makes sense to do it this way. Right. Um, but yeah. I feel like by this point, the audience probably should be catching on that he's not real. He's not there. Um, but ba- we'll get back to that in a minute because right now we're at the restaurant again. Um, Joey and Jen are having a conversation asking like, you know, what are you guys doing here? Why are you here? Um, and uh, Jen has an idea. And I this is the best type of like this is Jen at her best when she has mm-hmm. an idea like this. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I love that her like I love when she's like not doing things for evil. Like she she's like making a play for good. Um, yeah. and I thought it was fun. A fun idea. Yeah. And I love that it's Joey and Jen because again they never get along. So to see them like working on something together and being su- successful is like exciting. Um, and so uh, Dawson warns Mitch that Gail is here and Dawson tells and this is they're at the table alone together. And, you know, he says that, you know, Gail is moments away from moving. Um, so if you want her to stay, you need to, like, take the initiative and tell her to stay. And Mitch seems like over it. I don't know. He doesn't want to yeah. discuss it. He seems like it's so strange. Like, it's such a flip flop that he, like, no longer cares at all. I think that he's been, you know, I think he's one of those people that if there's a cheating situation, the trust is lost and he's done with it. Like, I think as soon as he found out that Gail was cheating on him, he was done with the relationship. He was not trying at all during couples therapy. He wasn't trying when she was making an effort. He was the one that. Like, you know, did the divorce papers like he's the one that's going on the dates now. I think that in his mind, the relationship was over as soon as the cheating occurred. Yeah. In my opinion, like, I feel like there's never any time where I felt like he was genuinely interested in making things work out with Gail. No, it's he very quickly gave up, it seemed. In my opinion. I mean, I don't know what's going to come around if they happen to be together once again mm-hmm. in the future. But um, it's just odd. Like, I felt like the show wants us to dislike Mitch at this point because we're rooting for Gail. And when mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, he sends and I will get there, but it's like very mixed signal city that I don't really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, So we see Gail and Nicole, uh, Miss Kennedy, bump into each other in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh, man. It oh, is man. awkward, bitch. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Gail says, um, Miss Kennedy says hello to Gail. And she's like, oh, I was just going to plan on ignoring you. Yeah. It's like, it's so awkward. And like, and Gail's like, oh, I guess maybe I should call it a night. And then fucking Miss Kennedy. Well, it would be fair to Mitch. And I love Gail here. She's like, on second thought, I'll just let Mitch decide what's fair for him. Like, sassy saying all the way, you go, Gail. We love you. Like, yep. I just love this because it was fun. She's like, no, I'm not going to get chased away by you, bitch. I'm going to stay. Exactly. And here's the thing. I think if we liked Miss Kennedy, it'd be a different story. But because the show has already set us up to not like her, it's very easy here to root for Gail and be like, fuck you, Miss Kennedy. You fucking suck. Like, you're a straight up asshole. So, yes, go Gail. Yeah. So we're back to Andy. She is pissed that Pacey was spying on her and listening. And he's like, I demand to know what's going on. He's like, um, he asks if she's talking to another guy. And she's like, you better leave. You get out of here. And he's like, are you seeing somebody else? So he thinks that like. Andy's talking to another guy and cheating. Right. But it's very quickly that he's like, okay, maybe something else is going on here. Okay. So, like, if it's not another guy, 
and you like you have been acting like your moods have been on like you know completely unpredictable and like one minute you're into me the next you're not then I have to assume there's some sort of medical situation going on here right and Andy's very upset but Pacey says it's the logical place to go and here's the thing like I really like I feel like Pacey does handle this quite delicately like as delicately Mm -hmm. as you can in this situation like I feel like he's trying to both be supportive but be like Andy there's a problem here like something is going on you need to tell me what's happening because your moods have been all over the place like right and it's I mean I feel like it's fair to Pacey to like want to know what's going on with his girlfriend you know She's giving him nothing. Yeah. She's giving him absolutely nothing. She turns it around on him. Like, if you don't want me as your girlfriend, then I don't have to be. Just break up with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no explanations for you. Um, And he's like, well, can you at least explain the photo album? And she's like, he says that's, you know, it's pictures of you and your family that I've never seen before. And it looks like you changed your look back to the photos of, when you were with you and your brothers and he's like I just find it weird that you changed your hairstyle to something that you had three years ago um which is like not really like I mean girls change their hairstyle all the time but in this particular situation I suppose it's very like it's not a coincidence that not only was the scrapbook out and open and she was looking at it but her hair looks the exact same as when she's in a within a photo with Tim and I feel like if Mm -hmm. it didn't happen so soon after Abby died maybe not all of those things would be concerning on their own but when you combine them all it's all fairly concerning um Andy you know grabs the the scrapbook and she breaks a lamp oh um, so much glass breaking in this she, episode she loves to lots break of things. mess yeah she really does she no mirror no glass no cup is safe yeah. around Andy McPhee that's for sure yeah it's so like she, we what we can't break walls we can't break any <laughs> other material only just m- glass mirror and glass and which is yeah very very unsafe I you know glass well, splinters are the worst yeah, not only that, but she she breaks the lamp and then she's like, I'm going to bed. And she just leaves the broken lamp everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that I was expecting. She's like, you people clean my mess. You well, have she's, to clean like, she's probably blaming blaming Pacey. It's like, you're the one that got me upset. So you're going to have to clean up my mess. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't when, give a shit. No. And this is when we see the photo and we, of course, recognize the man that has been with her a lot as Tim. 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 So now we know Tim. we have confirmation. Did, did we? We did not see Tim before this. No, in like we have not seen any photos of him. No, That's so weird. I, I know. had a feeling that I saw Tim before. No, we've Maybe. not seen him, and it's probably because yeah. of this, right? Of, like they probably knew. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're back at the res- uh, restaurant. Yeah. Um, She's such a celebrity, Gail. They're like, oh, yes, we, iconic. you know, Miss Leary, like, you're our favorite anchor woman. Of course, we'll fit you in. <laughs> Here's some free wine on the house. And yes. uh, Gail's like, I like all these happy people. I never thought romance could be so disgusting. Yeah. And this is when Jen's like, oh, please. Once a romantic, always a romantic. If they mm-hmm. put on a strong that stuck a chord in you, you would yeah. cry. What's your um, song? What's yeah. yours so, and Mitch's it's song? It's so obvious what Jen is doing, which is mm-hmm. why I like that they were like, Gail clocks it later in the episode. I really appreciate yeah. that, that they didn't like pretend that they were so stealthy about this because they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was their wedding song. I won. Um, right? Wedding song or just like your song? Well, your song. their song. I don't know if it was their wedding song. I guess it most likely was. But right. Um, then there's a bottle of wine sent over okay. to the Leary table. Okay, so like, let's just pause because obviously this 
is a bottle sent by Jen and Joey. But when right. I thought that it was from Gail, that is such a boss bitch move yeah. to send wine to the table. And yeah. I just love that. Like the pettiest. That's like the type of shit that I would pull. Yeah. Don't forget about me, bitch. Right yeah. over here. Right over here. Yeah. Like, you and know. And that's the thing. Like Mitch smirks. We see a smirk from Mitch about this. Mm-hmm. Like he smiles but in he, Gail's direction. Yeah. because But he took it as like, oh, you're mature. I would be like, I'm just being, you know, an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But no, for whatever. sure. Um, but Joey oh says, uh, this Joey calls talk. Nicole persnickety. So yeah. great. Um, yeah, because she's just going on and on about, like, she's so pretentious. She's just, like, talking yeah. about Hollywood and, like, all of these experiences. And Joey just, like, snaps back at Nicole. Honestly, I could have probably dealt with, like, one less scene of the Joey-Nicole nonsense back and forth, back and forth. It was, yeah. like, so but much. I, did, I know. I did like it, though. Like, I liked it that she was just trolling her, essentially. I do like that, especially because it's literally right after she had a conversation with Dawson about like rising above and then she's yeah. like back down in that mud bitch um <laughs> save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today Kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So that was fun. Um, And then we get back at the McPhee's. Um, Jack is, you know, comes in. He asks Pacey what happens. And Pacey says, you know, something is wrong. Um, And Jack also caught Andy talking to herself earlier in the week. Um, And Pacey mentions Brown. And this is when Andy comes downstairs and she explains that her nickname. Okay, we're getting into it. Andy's nickname for Tim is Brown, and it is because she could not pronounce Timothy when she was younger, and so she called him by her <clears throat> favorite color, <laughs> which is brown. First of all, this is what we have issue with. Who, this is some bullshit. What, what child's all? favorite color is brown, Thank you, you psychopath? Thank you. What the Fuck, Never man. heard of this before. No, nobody likes color the color brown. brown. Nobody likes the also, color brown. A child who can't pronounce Timothy says brown instead of I don't know Tim. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is happening? What is happening? I cannot with this storyline. This was the most preposterous part of the entire episode, and that's yeah, saying something. That's saying something. Yeah, I thought this was like such a crock of shit too. Like nobody has a favorite, like a a, a kid's favorite color is brown. Brown, pink. dirt. The color of dirt <laughs> and mud. Pink, purple, yellow, blue, green. We knew Andy Maybe was gonna have red a rough life if you're exo- he- if you're exotic. Right. Here's the thing. We knew Andy was going to have a rough life because her, as a child, her favorite color was brown. <laughs> that does not bode well. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's well known that I say my favorite color is gray. And that's because of all the misery and despair that I've gone through in my life. Because you're Eeyore. Because I'm Eeyore. <laughs> um, but that's be- that was a grown trait. You know what I mean? I you, when you were a kid, you had a fun years. favorite color. Yeah. You know what my first favorite color was? Probably pink. Yellow, and that's because I was a happy child, but then shit happened, and now I'm stuck with gray. But Andy, 
started out her life in misery with loving the color brown. So yeah. Bullshit. Like, I love that this is, yeah. and I knew we were going to have to stop down on this because the moment it happened, I was like, Sarah and I are both going to have shit to say on this. No, it sent me over the edge. Why is your favorite color brown? It's, it's not upsetting. brown. It's not brown. Is it brown still? I don't think so. I mean, she just dyed her hair brown, so. Oh, my God. Brown. Brown for life. Ugh, I, so. It would make more sense if she, if Tim really wanted to go to Brown University. That yeah, would no, make sense. That would make sense. No, this that would make sense. sense. So no. Andy's upset. Um, and she she kind of like, you know, has this huge emotional outburst. She says, you know, I see him. He's there. I swear it. I know he's there. And she just, you know, she's kind of freaking out about it. And this is when mm-hmm. she, you know, runs and sneaks into like one of the side rooms. I don't really know what it's supposed to be. I think it's a bathroom. Okay, so yeah, she closes the door and locks. Oh, that makes sense. There's a lock on it. So she locks the door behind her. Um, back at the restaurant because you know we couldn't just stay on that scene. We had to bounce back to the restaurant. <laughs> I hate I, we could bounce back less, but nonetheless, Nicole is still going on about films, and then this is the part where like Joey's like full instigating mm-hmm. and trolling Nicole, and she's like, "So, Miss Kennedy, tell me what's the most lacking thing about Dawson's film?" Yeah, um, I love Miss Kennedy just being like, "We have to go through this again." <laughs> It's like, yes, bitch, if you do, we all do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, Joey's fully, like, manipulating the situation. She just wants to, like, shine, like, a really shitty light on Miss Kennedy and make Mitch see that she's, like, kind of yeah. an asshole. Um, but she's playing off. It's like, hey, guys, like, let's clear the air. Like, let's, like, hunker down and sort this out because it's, like, you know, obviously the elephant in the room. Yeah. And she's like, you know, what was so shitty about Dawson's film? Yeah, and it's like Miss Kennedy is like, oh well, it's it's not about it's there's a key to success, but the the key is to not just have a dream, but the right dream. Um, yeah, and this is when Mitch is like, I feel like he's getting annoyed about it all because it's like, who are you to be judging someone's potential? And then we have Mitch stepping in. Isn't your job as a teacher to teach kids to follow their dream? Yes, perfect point. That is exactly yes. the correct. The correct thing, even yes. though like you might not think that they it's like it is better for a kid to try and like right. not fully get there or s- decide later on that they should go a different direction. Right. Rather They're than so being young, saying, you can't do this. Right. And not only that, but like give him the chance. And if yeah. he falls into something else, even involved in film, fine. Fair enough. But like let him try. Yep. Um, Joey calls Nicole bitter. Um, and this is when uh, Dawson pulls Joey aside and he's like, what is going on? You said that you wanted me to make peace yeah. and now you're like instigating things. And Joey's like, oh, you're going to find out momentarily. And this is when Jen pull- comes up and they're like, we have a plan. Operation Reunited. Yes. So, um, of course, the song Reunited starts playing. Mitch joins Gail and says it's a familiar song. Not familiar enough, Mitch. Um, one dance never killed anybody. So they start dancing to the song Reunited. Um, and they had this like really weird conversation where mm-hmm. Mitch says that she shouldn't leave because of Dawson. But basically what he's saying is like he's talking about like himself, but right. like calling himself Dawson, basically. But what if he is so dense, just like Dawson is, that he doesn't realize like that this 
could have a dual meaning and he just thinks that this is a surface conversation i don't think so there's no like i don't think so too like i took i took it as like hey like this is subtext yeah but he maybe he is just so dense that he didn't realize i guess so because of how his actions later would exactly that he's like because you have to understand like he is dawson is his son through and through yeah right and dawson dawson doesn't always pick up on what's getting laid down on the table no but mitch is or Gail is like all in on this and she's oh, like, yeah. no, he could ask me to stay. Well, that wouldn't be fair. Oh, I'll, you know, I'll miss him too. And the song ends, they part ways. So Mitch goes back. I thought Nicole had left. But no. she's still there. She went to the bathroom again. She's, she's sitting staring, at the table. Staring, so awkward. Yeah, staring at them, drinking her wine. Like this Gail's- has to be the worst date ever. Oh, but no, because Nicole's the type of person to be like, oh, like, he's obsessed with me. Yeah, it's too much. It's She's too so much. full of herself. Like, leave, Nicole. Just yeah. go. Yeah, so um, now we got Pacey and Jack at the door, like, begging her to come out. She's crying in there, talking to Tim. And she says, like, go away. You're not real. And she breaks the bathroom mirror. Another mirror broken. Uh, she so has a Tim lot of years is- of bad luck. I know. Tim is telling her that they don't believe you. They think you're crazy. And um, she's, and basically that Pacey is trying to talk her off the, the ledge, essentially. Like, we don't right. think you're crazy. We believe, I believe that you see Tim and that he's there and you're talking to him. But it's just not fair that, like, you know, Tim is here and he can see what or hear what I'm saying. But I don't know what he's saying. So please tell me what I Tim like is saying. I like this move. I like this move a lot because you know that in her subconscious, whatever Tim is saying is what she's thinking. Right. And because Tim is saying it to her, he can't hear it. So to get her to voice those thoughts, he asks to hear what Tim is saying. I love this move from PC. He's very Um, smart. I don't know, like, clinically, psychology-wise, like, if it's a Mm -hmm. smart move. I personally Mm -hmm. like it for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, But, yeah, Tim is saying, like, you can't trust anybody else. You know, they don't understand um, and I, I love I love PC's line. I may not understand everything, but I understand you. Mm. I love this line. I feel like this is a perfect thing to say because, no, maybe I don't know what you're going through or what you're struggling with, but I know who you are and I want to help. And yeah. I feel like that's that's what you say to someone in this situation, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Tim says that you have to choose. And then Pacey's like, he's right. You do have to choose. But please, like, please choose me. Mm-hmm. Like, open the door and choose me. So this is this next part is my favorite line. I absolutely love it. You're so special and you give so much to everybody around you. And you know what, Andy? I need you more than Tim does. So does Jack. And and this is my my favorite part of the entire in the entire thing. It made me cry, actually, to be honest. Well, a little tear, not like full on tears, not Abby Morgan tears. But <laughs> um, my life began when I met you, Andy. Fucking A. Like, yeah. come on, Jess. Like, tell me you didn't love that. No, it was great. This uh, Pacey is a rock star. Pacey is yeah. so good this entire season, especially with Andy, especially here. Yes. You know, he takes the reins. And yes. he says, you know, you never gave up on me. I'm not giving up on you. And, okay, Mer- uh, Meredith, what's her face? Meredith Grey, who from Grey's Anatomy? Choose me. Pick me. Love me. Pacey did it first, bitch. Oh, he wow. Says, Please choose me. Like, yeah, this is and this is bold. Like, I don't know. Again, I have no idea. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I don't have a degree in psychology. I have no idea. Please correct me if I am wrong here. 
But I, I love this as a bold move from Pacey because what if she chooses Tim? You know what I mean? Like, what, what if? What if she chooses him and doesn't open the door and, you know, mm. that's it? And But I love the, the boldness of saying, like, you've got this. I've got your back. Come out. And she does. <sighs> it takes her a minute, yeah. but she opens the door yep. and Pacey hugs her. He says, you're all right. It's okay. Um, Jack and, and Pacey get her to sleep. Jack, you know, and Pacey have a really like adult conversation. Um, it, it's they're like fifteen years old. It's it's really sad to watch this happen. Um, but Jack says, you know, I need to call my dad. Uh, he needs to know. And this is very mature of Jack, considering how they left things with their right. father. Um, yeah. and he says, you know, she needs help more than we can help her. My dad has the um, the money and the means, um, to 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 get her help. And and again, Jack has been through this before with his mom. So mm-hmm. it's like he has the experience there with, with that Pacey doesn't. Um, Pacey first is like, well, maybe it, she just needs time. And Jack's like, no, because I saw what happened to my mom and it started out like this. And then before anybody wanted to do anything and deal with it, you know, she was already too far gone. Um, and he says she repressed her grief to where she couldn't experience it with anyone. Her subconscious had to create someone to experience it with. Um, that's awful. Interesting. It, yeah, I can't imagine. And we we talked a lot about Jack and kind of like his growth, and and you know we weren't super impressed with him in the beginning of the season, but like thinking about Jack as a character and experiencing what he's gone through, and you know his brother dying, his mom, you know basically needing professional help, not being able to cope. Um, and him going through that and then his dad leave, basically leaving the family and disowning him when he comes out and then his sister going through a very similar thing that his mom went through like this poor guy has really gone through it you know yeah I think we should mean to spread the wealth of misery a little bit I don't know I feel very <laughs> bad for the McPhee family I know it's a I really know. big mess um and yeah and Jack explains that he felt really small and helpless when he you know he wanted to do something but there was just nothing that he could do like he could he there's nothing that he could do to fix the situation yeah um and then yeah Pacey agrees to tell him to call his dad now in my search of seeing if Andy has brown hair uh, spoiler alert. Um, the one thing that I did see besides the fact that Andy has brown hair is that Mr. McPhee is there, um, unfortunately. So yeah. I know that that's going to be part of the episode next. Yeah. Well, episode. that's the thing. It's like you kind of figure that's going to happen because he's the one with the money. Um, and he no, I mean, he is an adult. And yeah. obviously Andy's mom isn't going to be super helpful considering the state that she's in currently. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, that's obviously where they have to turn. It's unfortunate, but it is, it's the reality of the situation. I just feel very uncomfortable with him coming back. Oh, 100%. No, we hate him. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so we're back in town. Um, Gail and Jen are walking away from the restaurant. And I love Gail being like, you know, the shenanigans were a bit parent trap-esque, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and Gail says, she's like, you know, I didn't think I was going to stay, but... Dancing with Mitch, you know, I realized I could move super far away and I would still have feelings for him. She's like, I know he felt it too. I could feel it. And of course, of course, they have to see Mitch and frickin' Nicole kissing on the docks as everyone yeah. does. 
Yeah, and then she physically runs away. This is ridiculous. She pulled a Joey and she just yeah, runs. Just runs. Why nobody is running on this show. Stop running and just walk run. away. Just walk away. Why do yeah. you need to fucking run? Like just turn and she's in heels too. <laughs> Bitch, yeah. just slowly back away. <laughs> so dramatic. Gonna it run. Is. We have Joey and Dawson on the rowboat together. They're like cuddling and he and he was like, I thought this was a great night. <laughs> Okay. Were you there? What happened? <laughs> but apparently, this is the best date ever. As teenagers, though, it's kind of like, well, as long as we're together, everything is fine. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not as big of a deal. But yeah, and then yeah. they get into this whole conversation. They start kissing, and yeah. they get into this whole conversation about like, oh, are we gonna steal the deal? Like, I um, and she was like, I was thinking about it. How seriously were you thinking about it? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, the night is still young, and so, but so are we. Are we. <laughs> but so are we. He's like, Okay, yeah. um, is it just like such a crazy thought that we would get into this at this point? To be honest with you, I just want them to have sex already and get it over with like yeah. I, I don't really need to deal with this anymore there's well, we're too much approaching the end of the season we only have two oh. episodes two episodes oh two episodes yeah left, so yeah. it's gonna happen um either next next episode or the f- season finale like it's going to happen really 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 soon and I can't wait because I just can't hear them talk about it anymore no. it's like should we shouldn't we let's have sex yeah. oh wait, yeah. what, should we <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, she basically tells him to shut up and row. And yes. he says, I love it when you're forceful. Also, give that bitch a break. She fucking breaks her arms every time, every night rowing that fucking robo. It's awesome. What happened turn. to the motorized motorboat? I guess this is Joey's boat. This is jo- this is Joey's boat. I don't know this why they Joey's didn't take boat. the motorized boat, but you can't motorboat her down the creek because he nope. has to row. <laughs> nope. Um, so we're back at Andy's. Um, Andy wakes up to Pacey sitting next to her and she apologizes. Um, she says, what's going to happen to me? And Pacey says, you know what? We're going to get you to see the right doctors. You'll get the right meds. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and he, she says, I'm scared. He says, I am too, which I like. I like him, you know, admitting that he's he's frightened in this situation. Um, she says, I don't want to lose you. He says, you're not going to lose me. Not now. Not ever. And that's how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Um so what did you what did you think about this episode? Because it is there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's a big, big, big moment with Andy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the other stuff is a little bit ridiculous. The, the, the you know, restaurant stuff. OK, so the restaurant stuff I thought was fun. Like I thought it was ridiculous, but that's why I thought it was like it was fun. Yeah. I understand. OK, I appreciate the show giving me a legitimate reason to think that Andy needs help. Up until now, I have you know, said a lot that I felt as though the things that Andy experiences and her mood changes and her being in a bad mood could, you know, chalk it up to a normal thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like any person would feel like would act out when, you know, Abby outed her about her mom in front of the entire school or, you know, her dealing with her grief with her brother. Like those all felt very like normal things to be upset about. So I felt like we needed something like this to justify the whole like storyline that like Andy is going through something mentally. And they did that. So I, I appreciate that. I hate, I really hate that they're making Andy go through this. Like, I just don't, 
like I'm just not I love the fact I love the aspect that they're showing somebody with mental health issues mm-hmm. in the 90s and that going to a therapist and going on medication and normalizing it. But I don't like it how it's almost like they're saying it's like, oh, if it's almost like so extreme, she's quote unquote crazy because she's having visualizations of yeah. seeing somebody. And that is that kind of does the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Because if you're saying that it's, you know, normalized mental health, normalized going to see a therapist, normalized being on medication, normalized having anxiety, then it would almost do more for it to be like to show everything else besides having these like right ima- like these imagination things it's almost saying like you yeah. know those people that need to go on medication have like see they see they stuff see so things. yeah so no you're right like it's, it's counterintuitive of what the show is trying to do yeah it's like you know i love everything up until like you know i just don't like that there are that i and i understand like that's what her mom's going through so it's it's not like too far out of left field but also it's kind of like also like so now they're telling us that this is all grief related and it's not something like schizophrenia right, right. because schizophrenia is a real disease and um and people go through that and they you know with proper medications it could totally be um can totally be um, under like control. lived with. And, yeah. Lived with. Right. Yeah. And that would almost say something more. I don't know. I, no, I, I agree. I don't it's, feel like it's so far, but just not quite there. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. And to like echo echo that, because I had a similar feeling like it's, and, and from my, my personal perspective of when I watched this, how I was feeling when I watched it, you know, stuff like that. It's like, they took it to an extreme to a point where where Andy was mentally and her 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 thought process and her anxiety and what she was struggling with was very relatable to me up until this point, right? The stress related to having to succeed, whether it be in school or in life or in work, um, feeling like you're taking on all of these things and you're just kind of being like drained emotionally in mm-hmm. many ways, right? And like you just like grief and how she's dealing with that. All three of those things, extremely relatable, happen to many people are, I mean, you should go to therapy if you don't need, you know what I mean? Just to make sure you're still good. But many of those reasons. To be honest with you, you can go to therapy if you, anybody could go to therapy. No matter how little your quote unquote problems are or big, like I feel like everybody benefits from it. You don't have to have a big life tragedy right. to go to therapy. It's like a mechanic, right? You need to get your car inspected. You need to get everything checked. Make sure everything's mm-hmm. running properly. Therapist is kind of similar. And so, like, I feel like those three things were some things that were so relatable that, like, everybody has gone through and are things that you might need, a ther- like, therapist or medication to help you with. But then because they took it to the extreme point of she's seeing people, she's, you know what I mean? She's having really massive breakdowns. She's breaking things. She's, you know what I mean? She's seeing Abby. She's seeing Tim. All of those things. It takes it to such an extreme point that then it almost completely reverses the point and the intention, which is everybody needs help sometimes mental health struggles are real and everybody goes through them and let's normalize that conversation and instead what they say is you only need that if you're all the way over Mm -hmm. here on this end of the spectrum which Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you I think and especially like 
again, personal story coming from where I came from when I watched this episode. I had just gotten back from like a trip with my family. It was really great. But I was also struggling with like some mental health struggles like while I was there, kind of like struggling to to relax, honestly, struggling to take five days off and just fucking sit on my ass and like not be in my head about things. And when I got back, I decided I can't do this. Like it's too much for me. I need to talk to somebody. I need to connect with somebody because I shouldn't have to feel like this. Nobody should have to feel like this. Um, I just turned 30, which probably also coincided with some feelings of like, I need to take I need to take charge. It is time for me to take charge and thrive the way I should be. And so watching this episode, going through that at the same time mm-hmm. is kind of odd. Um, but I agree with you. I feel like it's like, no, let's normalize this. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. And I think they backtracked that a little bit by going so far off the deep end with Andy. Right. Yeah. As much as we like, I mean, we feel for her, obviously. We don't want to see the character going through this either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a thing. that's a big part of the puzzle, too, is that like it pains me to see Andy hurting this yeah. much because I love her so much. And I I think that she's a great character. I think that her and Pacey's relationship is so wonderful and yeah. I don't want to see them struggle. So it's like, I, you know, I, I yeah. feel for her. And also to to mention the point of grief and struggle and all of that, I also think it's a bit strange that we are we, we know we're about a month out from when um, Abby died and. Like, Jen, it's like, I don't know. The way that they do things with Jen also kind of annoys me because it's like, oh, so she's over it. Like, she doesn't seem, they're not showing us. And again, grief manifests in many different ways. But they're not showing us any of Jen's struggles. At this point, her struggle is that she's not living with Grams. But beyond that, she's like gal palling it up with Gail and like hanging out with Joey. And it's like, I don't know. I wish we would have seen like her in therapy or her getting help Mm -hmm. because it's I'm sorry it's not possible four weeks later and you're like everything is fine and maybe that's just their way of showing a different form of grief um Mm -hmm. but I almost wish they would have addressed it a little bit more it just feels like it's kind of like swept under the rug or you know um at the very least have somebody say maybe Gail say how are you feeling about Abby and then that I think that would have taken place i think that that would have done its job you know yeah and and then that's definitely a realistic question for gail to be asking right like that would that would have perfectly went fine with their conversations alone together at the house Mm -hmm. like i agree with you i just i wish they would have addressed i felt like they kind of did jen a little bit of a disservice and maybe they'll address it next episode i don't know oh i'm i'm sure we'll see jen's struggles further It's just um, it just feels yeah. like they they focus so much on Andy and went so far off the deep end with Andy that it's almost like it like we were saying it just kind of reverses the message of mm-hmm. of mental health and all yeah. of that. And I have to tell you one more thing and well two more things. Mm-hmm. Um number 1, every single creep creek creek creep could benefit from therapy. Oh yeah. Every single one and I feel as though um it, it would be nice to see, like, not just Andy going yeah. to therapy because I feel as though every Jack, single oh one God, of them. They all should. Yeah. Jack, Joey, and, yeah. Dawson, Jack, all of them, literally all of them. No, they all need it. And it's yeah. that's the thing. It's and it's of course, this is in the 90s. And so, of course, all our critiques are like based in I 2021. Know. But but this should, because the show does such a good job, I feel like it's mm-hmm. important to pick those nits when it's it's mm-hmm. not doing well and I mm-hmm. I agree with you Sarah I feel like it really should have it, it went a little bit too far into where it's almost like hyperbolic or like um I don't know it just it mm-hmm. felt like they were doing so things so right with Andy that it yeah. felt like it kind of went 
too far. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the show. I really, really do. I've, yeah. I can't say that enough. And especially season two, spectacular television. But, you know, we, we will criticize when we feel like we should. Right. And my last thing before we move on to feedback, unless you have anything else to say, nope. is that I am proud of you, my friend, for you know, getting the help Thank that you, you are going to go through. Long time coming. I'm very excited <laughs> for you. Very, it's like, very excited. Honestly, if you have not, like, seek out help. I know there's better help, but was it betterhelp.com or one of those? I'm lucky enough that my company has, like, the, the EAP program, which is, what is it? Uh, Employee Assistance Program. That's the name of it. So I'm lucky enough to have that. If you have that resource, use it. It is there mm-hmm. for a reason. Like, we are... Everybody could use help right now between COVID and the Delta variant and all the stress that comes along with that work related, home related stress, anything like that. There are people who can help you. I have not started my therapy yet. I'm starting next week. Praise Jesus is having mm-hmm. next week. I'm so excited to get started, mm-hmm. but it's not too late. It's never too late to, to feel like to work on things, to feel like if you need help, like there are people out there who can help you. Yeah. So as someone who has preached the, the you know, the greatness of, of trying to, you know, um, be open about mental health struggles, I'm finally going to get help on things that I've probably needed help on for a long time. Um, and you should too. And, you know, if you can, if you're able to, right. um, I'm very lucky. And anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us get into it's, the it's fun, wonderful. the fun feedback. Yeah, so we got an email from Linda this week, um, which is very exciting. Um, Hey, Sarah and Jess, how are you ladies holding up? Um, I guess about Abby, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. I miss her, but we're doing fine. Of course, yeah. DC writer, sure, be like season's almost over. We're just gonna hit you with all these emotions. (laughs) Not even a moment to catch our breath after losing Abby, but now we have to watch Andy hurting. Mm All right, deep breath, and let's get into reunited. Did you take your deep breath? (sighs) I needed that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Linda. Starts off pretty chill with the gang all together. Actually really enjoyed scenes with the Creek crew together. Should Dawson's pillows be coming apart that easily now, though? <laughs> I know. What like what kind of dollar store pillows is Dawson Leary using? Truly, nobody has those types of pillows. Oh, gosh. Linda actually likes Andy as brunette. Um, oh. Yeah, that's a oh, hot my. take. You don't look like you. Pacey, maybe stop talking. All right. Look, everybody has the opinions. I thought it was jarring. I thought it was scary. I didn't like it. But, you know, everybody, (laughs) maybe that should be the poll of the week. Um, Gail is like the resident mom of Cape Side. We'd love to see it. Jen really needs the support right now, um, which I'm really happy. I'm personally really happy that, you know, Gail's being such a supporting mother to all the all the little the whole crew. Yeah. Um, Linda says, Mitch, stop kissing the enemy. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that Abby's death would bring up unprocessed issues, unprocessed issues involving losing Tim. A bit odd that her therapist would give her her home number. Um, yeah, I guess so. There's once again, no cell phones back then. I have the I had the ability to text my therapist. I guess without but texting, I don't think it's her personal. It's probably not her personal like a work phone. phone. Number. She probably yeah, has but a work I think phone. without texting though, I think it does kind of make sense. But I have yeah. no uh, yeah like experience to, to pull yeah. From. Also, I don't think telling Andy she shouldn't need to take medication anymore was appropriate. I do like it when they show Andy's therapy sessions though. It really helped me starting to normalize therapy, especially yep. back in the nineties. You didn't 
see much depictions of it. Mm-hmm. I still don't get why they did brown. the brown thing. It's pretty obvious she was talking to Tim. Andy's breakdown in the car is so heartbreaking to watch. I just want to hug her. I used to have those breakdowns all the time, wondering why me? Why couldn't I just be normal? Seeing Andy feel the same way as me showed I wasn't the only one feeling that way. Um, I appreciated those moments, too. Um, sometimes, like, you just act out a little when you're upset and it's sometimes very, you need to let normal. it out yeah. yeah especially people that like bottle it up so much and she she's one of those people that helps everyone around her so often yeah. that she you know it just it the what is it like the cup overflows the pot overflows you know what i mean yeah it's too much yeah i don't think i say this much but dawson is on point now that miss tippity top bun is dating mitch <laughs> she can help dawson Linda! with <laughs> With internships all of a sudden. Yeah. Suspicious. Is yeah. it not? That all of a sudden she can help out with yeah. uh, his career. Miss Highbun herself. All yep. uppity. <laughs> the Tiffany mm-hmm. Top Bun. That seems, is my favorite, Seems Linda. suspicious. <laughs> um, Pacey, you don't know Andy wasn't on the phone. Did you see a phone in her hand? Where would she meet another guy? When does she have all this time for another guy? I just hate Pacey yelling at Andy. That's a great point. She They spend all their weekends together. Like, where? when is this other time spent with another guy? Yeah. It's a good point. You know, you got to be secure in your relationship. Yeah, You have for to sure. think logically. Um, she finds it uh, fine. So she finds it hard to focus on all, like the parent trap shenanigans with everything going on. Andy it is distracting. It is. You know, sometimes, you know, we struggle a lot with this with Boy Meets World when they cover hot, like a really hard topic and then they switch and it's like Eric's doing something like really, Goofy. really dumb. Mm-hmm. It, we find it very hard to be like, come on, like, let's just get to the point. Like, what's the point of the B storyline when there's something so much bigger and more important going on? But I know we need to like break the tension, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I find it. I understand Pacey is worried. I wish he would have handled things more calmly with Andy, though. He's sending her into a defensive mode, which makes her try to start pushing him away. Mm. Dude, just give her the book back. Fighting with her like this isn't helping the situation. Andy's saying Pacey can stay if he wants, but she's going to bed. Makes him wonder if she knows about Pacey's home life and lets him stay there sometimes so that he feels safe. Interesting. I also feel like it shows she doesn't really want him to leave and wants him nearby. Um, my heart breaks for Andy when she says, you think I'm crazy, but I'm not. The bathroom scene is so intense and heartbreaking. Andy dealing with her biggest fear coming, becoming her mom. PC in a man in a panic about her safety. Jack realizing his sister is suffering the way his mom does, being scared for her and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Meredith, Joshua and Kerr really bring it this episode. I mean, they carry this episode oh. and they're yeah. absolutely the most... It's funny because they're arguably compared to season two, like in season one, it was um, all about Dawson, Joey and Jen. Yeah. And they were the people that like, like shined that season. We didn't really get that much from Pacey. Yeah. And this season, it's kind of interesting that it is Pacey, Jack and... Uh, Andy, who really are the star of the show yeah, this season. I, I agree, and I think it's nice because I think bringing in Andy as a character really gave Pacey a lot to do, and I think that, like, they really, like, I mean, this cast is mega talented. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's not mince words. They're 
insanely talented in many ways with the comedic stuff, with the dramatic stuff. Joshua Jackson, out of this world performance. Meredith and Ro- mm-hmm. out of this world performance. Like, they're all so talented. I completely agree. I feel like they hit the mo- emotional beats of the episode mm-hmm. really well. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all good. Yeah, Linda gives kudos to Pacey being quick in the crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does like it how uh, she talked through the door. Um, and also she liked that uh, we see Jack opening up about his mom and that he must be afraid that the same thing's happening with Andy. Um Okay, when Jen is me, I made the same face when I saw Mitch and Nicole at the at the river, at the river, or mm-hmm. at the creek, rather. One Earth does he see in Miss Ke- Kennedy? It looks like Operation Pantrap was a bust. Yeah. Um, so are Dawson and Joey going to consummate their ultimate desires in a rowboat? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Can you imagine? That's so seems- unsafe. I know. It seemed like it was going somewhere, but yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know robos. Get a yacht. Um, aw, Andy has a picture of her and Pacey by her bed. I didn't notice that. I did notice I that. Lo- you did? That's yes. so sweet. Very sweet. Uh, Pacey stayed up all night watching over Andy. He must be so scared for her. Um, and th- like, uh, so then... I'm really upset because they took another one of my favorite songs out, Ready for a Fall by PJ Olsen when Pacey is comforting Andy in the bedroom. It's such a perfect song for the scene and one of the only one of my favorite songs in Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Um, This is this is uh, really annoying. Like Mm -hmm. the song stuff. I feel like I'm missing out. It's like, you know, they make such a like informed decision when they choose songs for shows. Yeah, they pick them on purpose. It's not just by accident. And I don't know, like maybe if we like, instead of going on Netflix, like I don't know if you watch, like go on like the Daily Motion and like go to the black market if you can see like the original songs. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't think it's in the DVDs. If anybody knows how I can see see it, let me know because I am interested. Random bit of trivia. The family photo Pacey looks at in Full Moon Rising has a different Tim. Ha! Huh, so Jess, we did see Tim before. And it it was a different Tim. And we did? But like, yeah, like a picture. Okay. I didn't remember it. So that yeah. would be very confusing then. I feel like they should have just not shown us a photo if that was their mm. plan. Yeah. You know? I had a feeling that we saw Tim before. I could I could have sworn we didn't, but it must have been in passing and I wasn't like paying attention. Yeah. Um, can we please get some smooth sailing on the creek soon? Waters have been pretty turbulent, mm-hmm. lady. ch 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 changes are coming. Hopefully some are good. Sending hugs to you both. Uh, I'm not ready for change. I'm a girl that hates change. I don't want more change. <laughs> Thank you so much, know. Linda. Yeah, ch ch changes is the name of the next episode. Um, really? Yep. I don't like it. I don't want changes. I don't want, I want, I don't want anything to change. I don't want any cast to change. I don't want anything to change. Nothing to change. Everything has to stay the same. I'm panicking. Help me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, it's going to be a big one, probably. I don't know. We're getting towards the finale. I'm getting sick. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Let's go back to the beginning. We'll just start. Let's start start season two over again. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. We love getting your feedback as always. Uh, yes, I do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a sound. I'm just thinking about the end of season two. <laughs> I'm getting, just getting some agita. I know. It's coming up. It's coming up. Um, alrighty. Shall we get into the fashion of the hour? 
Yes, ma'am. Alrighty. So, um, I'm starting off here with the woman of the hour, uh, Andy McPhee, brown hair and all. Um, so this is in her nighttime outfit. I felt like this is pretty 90s because I feel like I remembered having like matching PJ sets and like especially with the buttons down the front, you know, that was like always a thing. Um, so she has, of course, her brown hair with those terrible ass bangs that we talked about earlier. Earlier, um, her PJ set is like a very light pink, obviously matching top and bottoms, buttons down the front. Now it is kind of tough to tell, but it looks like it is like an older woman. It's it's kind of like a pattern. It's an older woman, and she's like baking things because there's like pies and cookies and tea and cakes all over these pajamas. It's kind of tough to tell, but it's very like grandma-esque. And she has mm-hmm. what look to be very cozy. They honestly look like those like Ugg slippers that they make now. Um, So her slippers, 100% approve of. They look very cozy. But what do yeah. you think of her PJ ensemble? Yeah, like the matching pajamas are very reminiscent of uh, a time long ago. Mm-hmm. Especially because they're all they're long, like the long pants and the long like sleeve shirts very hot this is like something that like people get like christmas pajamas like this is like christmas pajama stuff you know what i mean like people always get like pajama sets on christmas like this and yeah there are some definitely some baked goods on here i see like cupcakes i do see the an old woman by the collar yeah, of her shirt. It's strange. It's um, a, the pattern is a little a little strange, but this is like something that you get from like your aunt, and you're like, oh my god, thank you, love yes. it. <laughs> um, it, it's a it's an interesting it's pajama. It's, um, it's flannelly. Like I don't know if I. Would oh, it's wanna, heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I want to wear this to bed. I'm like a warm sleeper. I like being freezing. Yeah. No, I think this is definitely like winter pajamas. Um, so next up we have Pacey in the outfit he spends most of the episode in. Um, so he's wearing, it's kind of like reminiscent of like, uh, Dawson's all khaki outfit from season one. Um, so he's wearing khaki pants. He has a button down shirt that is kind of like a tan, uh, a little bit darker than tan brown. And then he has a sweater on over top of it. Um, that has kind of like a, like a yellowier brown on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Then it has like a Mm -hmm. tan stripe across the top and then a the chocolatey brown um on the top of the sweater it looks like it might be like a zip-up sweater but it's also kind of um tough to tell yeah i like it like because it's kind of like more former fitting than his regular clothes yes so like i don't know if he's getting fitter or like maybe he's like losing like baby like weight like you know how like the older you get the more chiseled you like your, your yes. face becomes like but he looks like pretty fit in this outfit and he's looking like a little stylish. Like this is more stylish than he normally he used to wear. He no, used you're to right. wear like I don't know, he used to wear like baggier clothes and like weird t shirts and like this is like a little bit more formal than he used to wear. No, like, you're right. Together. I think it's it's definitely not as baggy, which does it does make it look more formal for him. Yeah. He looks good. He like I like this haircut. I'm very thankful that uh, he no longer has any hint of blonde or that weird brown color, that like blondish brownish reddish color he had at the beginning yes. of season two. It looks like his hair is like doing its due. Like it's it's in a better spot. Yes. 
Um, and then lastly, up for the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit, we have Gail. Um, she shows up in this hot little number. Um, so it yeah. looks to me, again, the lighting is tricky. It's either dark navy or black, um, um, like a short dress um, and has like spaghetti straps, kind of like a scoop neck. Mm -hmm. Um, Her hair is in an updo um, with some like wispy pieces falling out. Her makeup is which is why I mainly put this in the 90s category because I think like a short dress like that could go in either. Um, She does have blue eyeshadow, a bit more of like a nudie lip, um, Mm -hmm. heavy on the lip liner. My goodness, the 90s and the lip liner. Yeah. Um, And then like a strappy heel to go along with it. Yeah. This is definitely a hot little number. Like she is taking no prisoners in this Mm -hmm. outfit. Like holy crap. We love to see it. Yeah. No. I mean she has seriously an incredible body and um, she looks gorgeous in this outfit. And of course, the blue eyeshadow is always a moment in the 90s. But (laughs) I want to give it to Pacey this week. I think that this is a great look for Pacey. And I think that he's looking like very dapper. And, you know, it's the color blocking. It's the khakis for me. It's the monochrome outfit. But let's give it to the Pacey man. All righty. So congratulations to Pacey. You get the Rachel Green Award this week. Moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. We are starting with Miss Joey Potter in her date night outfit. She is wearing kind of a similar dress to Gail, to be honest. Um, it's a black dress, kind of hits above the knee, um, has like spaghetti-ish straps, has a bit of bedazzling around the chest area. Um, her hair is really cute. It's like kind of curled a little bit. And then she has um, two pieces that I believe to be braided or at least twisted that are being pulled from the back and kind of meet or meet, excuse me, pulled from the front, meet in the back. Um, a bit of like a darker reddish nudish lip that we usually see her in. Very cute outfit. And um, when she's outside, she pairs it with like a lavender cardigan to keep herself yeah. warm. Jeez, I mean, she's just so gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. the earlier uh, in the day, I I paused it, and you know how like normal things, like when you pause like a YouTube video, yeah, or like a, a video, like a movie or whatever, you always see somebody making like a dumb face. Yeah, this bitch looked gorgeous when I paused the video in the most random spot. She has no right to look this gorgeous all the time. I love this hair on her. I love this little dress. I We love it when Joey gets dressed up because it doesn't happen that often. Yes, um, it's always this, an event. Yeah, this dress is absolutely timeless. Somebody can wear it now. The hair looks great. Somebody can wear it now. The makeup is gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like, you know, why do I have to look such like a potato when this girl <laughs> is like literally the prettiest thing like, I've ever oops, seen? I, I accidentally fell into a vat of makeup and look how I came out. No, she's I gorgeous. I know. Um, it's, it's truly not fair. And the other nominee for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness is Mitch on his date night outfit. A little bit baggy probably by today's standards, but nonetheless, um, he is wearing a gray suit um, and underneath, a bit more casual. He doesn't have on, like, a button-down shirt or a tie or anything. He just has on a black T-shirt, which I thought was, like, a nice, formal, informal look. 
I mean, I feel it. Like, I mean, I I do like a t-shirt under a blazer. It's definitely mm-hmm. like a nice, casual, cool look. Um, but I can't stand this fucker, so I'm giving it to Joey. <laughs> no, I knew you would because I was like, we're down with Mitch this episode. But like, yeah. I had to do it because I felt like it was a good, like a good outfit in general. Yeah, yeah I can't um, stand to even look at his face today. <laughs> congratulations to Pacey and Joey who won the fashion awards this week. Um, yeah, this was a, a decent episode again. Like we we already discussed our, our some of our issues with it, but overall barreling towards the finale here. We have two more episodes left. Um episode twenty one is going to be cha cha changes. Cha 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 changes. I don't I don't I don't like it. We'll I don't see. like it. I, know. I don't want it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and obviously, um, you can catch us on social media at Shit Nineties Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us emails Shit Nineties Pod at gmail dot com. Sarah, what do we have coming up later this month in the month of August? So we have, um, we have. What do we have? We have some surprises. There's some, there's always surprises, but the thing that I do know that we have is we are covering Jess's one of her favorite rom coms that ever did exist, um, Ten Things I Hate About You with the great Kirsten McInnes. Um, so that is going to be a an event, and uh, yes. Yeah, and that's going to be so exciting. I love yeah. that movie. I it's like yeah. I feel like it's a long time coming. Um, yep. Speaking about it because we've kind we've of like about, our most requested or asked about. I feel like movie. a lot of people, yeah, have mentioned it. It's always been on our list to do. It was just finding the right time to do it, and my yep. birthday month was the right time to do it. Was the right time. Maybe there might be other surprises. Who knows? We'll see. Wink, we'll see. wink. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's probably everything we have. Um. You can always listen to me over at Community Building. We're taking two weeks off. Um. Josh's vacation, my birthday, all that fun stuff. But we'll be back for season two. Um. So yeah, I think that's I think that's about everything. This was a whirlwind of an episode. Yeah. Um. If you're not, I mean, if people aren't listening to this podcast, that they need to because it's out of control. This show. Um. Thank you all for listening. Again, if you need help, please go get it. Um, we will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.